0: And I'm just trying to build up the the courage to do it. After that, I stabbed him. It just felt disgusting, but numb at the same time, like gloomy-ish. I just instantly thought I'm a psycho killer now. Like, what the hell did I just do?
1: That is a returned ISIS fighter who was featured in a New York Times podcast called Caliphate. Uh, it's hosted by a reporter and it traces the rise of ISIS and what drew people from around the world to its ranks. And the first episodes focus on this young Canadian Pakistani man who has returned to canada and talks about killing people it uh this definitely caused quite a heated debate at question period friday in ottawa candace bergen joins us on the line right now she's the house leader of the official opposition and uh, she had a lot to say about the fact that this guy is still out and about and living in toronto candace welcome to the show hi kelly how did you first hear about the podcast
0: well, um, I wasn't a question period on Thursday when my colleague James Bazan first raised uh, the issue. He had listened to the podcast that you just played, and he asked the question. I was actually at the funeral of my uh, my other colleague, uh, Gord Brown. Uh, when I, uh, I got back Friday morning, and uh, the second one of the podcasts had been released, and it was where this uh, this this ISIS terrorist described shooting somebody in the back of the head and and a very detailed account of uh, of how he did it and what he was thinking. And so question period was coming up, and um, I I asked the Minister of Public Safety how in the world somebody could be talking to the media, giving uh, such a detailed account of, of executing people, being part of ISIS, coming back to Canada. Media was reporting that he was in the Toronto area how can that be? How how can he uh, just be free to, to do as he wishes? So it did get heated. I mean, what this all goes to, Kelly, is uh, we've been asking the Prime Minister about this for over a year. We've known that there have been individuals who have gone to fight with ISIS and they're, they're coming back to Canada. And, uh, you know, we're not suggesting that they can, you know, necessarily all be rounded up and, and prosecuted immediately. But the problem is, when asked about it, the Prime Minister, instead of saying that these individuals need to be held accountable, they need to pay for, for their crimes, they have to be uh, punished, they can't just come to Canada and, and we all shrug our shoulders, instead of, of coming out strongly, he basically, he in fact, said his words were, they can be uh, an extraordinary voice if they just turn from their hatred. Uh, and and let's, let's give them poetry classes, let's try to reintegrate them. And I, I know I was absolutely shocked that that would be his response.
1: Well, he, he, he's, he right about, he's right about an extraordinary voice because, I mean, they're building a podcast around this guy's voice. And him, he, what he's doing is talking about how he murdered people.
0: And saying on the podcast how he psyched himself up was he said, I, will, I won't be held accountable. Yes, and he said, he, here's a he quote.
1: Said it. He said, you start slow like you're slowly, you can do this, he recalls to himself. You're killing him for a reason. This is justified. You can do this. You're not going to be held ac- accountable. He also said that he hesitated, looking down for a second, realizing there are people that he's about to kill look like uh, regular good Muslims.
0: You know, to hear this and to hear that anybody would make any, ex- any excuses for this person is, is unbelievable, for, I, I think, for most of us as we hear this. So we're still waiting for the prime minister to come out and say, that no, ISIS fighters coming back and terrorists won't be just reintegrated, but they're going to be held accountable. We have laws in place whereby they can be, and something needs to be done. I I think um, most Canadians, no matter uh, what you think about rehabilitation, believe that people who participate in these kinds of
1: activities should pay for their crimes. The uh, Minister of Public Safety uh, said this. When you asked him about this on Friday at Question Period, here's what he said. The last thing that would ensure the safety of Canadians is to have a play-by-play commentary on security operations on the floor of the House of Commons. That, in fact, would endanger the safety of Canadians and diminish the administration of justice, and we will not be conned by the abuse of the opposition. Wow, the abuse of the opposition. What do you say to that? yeah yeah, we're 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 abusive because we're asking
0: them questions. we're the, the thing James Bazan was called divisive by by Trudeau. Uh, instead of owning up to their bad judgment and the the terrible messages that the Prime Minister has been sending out on this, they're doubling down on it. And, you know, the other thing that this guy in the New York uh, Times podcast talked about, he talked about how they've been trained, ISIS, uh, these terrorists have been trained to go back to their countries and to, in fact, one of the groups he was trained with went back and uh, and, and committed the Paris attack. Uh, they were part of the Paris attack. So they're actually trained to go back to your home country and uh, in some cases, you're nothing's going to happen to you. And the government, the liberals are just doing nothing about it. And, and in fact, they're... Saying that somehow we're being divisive and that we're they're they're insulting us instead of taking ownership and sending a strong signal that people like this should be prosecuted, they should be taken off the street.
1: So, Candace, have you sat down and listened to all four episodes now?
0: I haven't, no, okay. I haven't. I've, I've listened to the uh, to the second, the full second one, but I haven't listened to all of them yet because it would it's be very, very difficult to listen to, frankly. Ugh, and I bet, uh,
1: well, it would be very hard to hear, you know, a Canadian talking about that freely and not saying that they're they should be, you know, the whole idea of, you know, I'm not uh, going to be held accountable, is uh, is Canadian. one of the things that you yeah. are, um, that that you're also very upset about, correct?
0: Well, I am, and that, that this is part of what, what ISIS does. This is what they, they, they know. They know what other countries' laws are. They know where there's weak links. They know where there's governments that are sympathetic and, and be thinking that these people can be re- reintegrated. Do we not think that they might take advantage of that? Do we not think they might look at a place like Canada and say, listen, that's a good place to go to now and see what you can do? We have to be serious about this. We need a government. Who, their responsibility is to be serious about these issues and, and not blame the opposition for asking legitimate questions or
1: call people names who are asking legitimate questions. So do you honestly believe that the government right now knows who this individual is and where they're living?
0: I believe the, I believe the authorities have to know who he is. Yes, they have to know who he is and where he's living.
1: Based on what he's saying uh, on the podcast, do you believe that he did kill people?
0: Well, he said he did. He gave a very detailed account of it. He was part of ISIS. ISIS wasn't out there doing missionary work, Okay. They were killing people. They were massacring people. They were using people as sex slaves. They were doing the most despicable, horrible things. And that's what this individual was in Syria. That's who he was participating in. So it doesn't take a rocket science nor a rocket investigator to know he was participating in activities with ISIS terrorists. We you raise this in the House again? Well, we're, we're back next week, and I think it's, it's definitely going to come up again.
1: And you're concerned because how many of these returnees uh, do you estimate, your uh, government estimate, your opposition estimate are out there?
0: Um, we've heard, and I think it's out there, that there are about 60 of them that are known. So
1: that's quite a number. And you want to see that they are all um, accounted we want for? To,
0: I, I, what we want to see is, I, I really believe the RCMP and CSIS are doing their best. Mm-hmm. I want to see a prime minister who will stand up and say in no uncertain terms, that these people should be held to account, these people should be prosecuted. Are you, I want him to back down on his, they're going to be reintegrated into society. Because you're I'm looking nice, at that as an invite. It, it is an invite. It is. It is a, uh, don't worry, just come on back. We're going to just sh- shrug our shoulders and give you some poetry classes. And that's a terrible message to send to, to these people. We don't want them here. Frankly, I don't want them here. I don't, I don't, think, I don't know anybody who would want them coming back. But they certainly shouldn't come back and think they have a safe haven.
1: I appreciate your time today, Candice, and I'm sure we'll be checking in with you uh, in uh, in the near future to find out how things are going. Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Candace Bergen is House Leader of the Official Opposition, talking about that.